0: Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious 3 day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket on this weekend that I've I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything but when we conceived of building this place our home down here It's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. And besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. Oh, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mother Her Code. Hello, and welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code Podcast, episode 29. Season two, Mother Her. I could not be more thrilled to share this episode with you. My guests are Helena Shannon and Connor McCann, who are two weeks newly married. I have had just the immense privilege of coaching them from early in their relationship and through what ended up being a two and a half year engagement. Thank you, COVID. I would summarize this session with one word, and under that, there's There's many things, but that word is celebration. And I love it because that's what Connor came in wanting to focus on, you know, to have time to unpack and celebrate. And that's what we did. We got to celebrate the amazing event that they co-created, celebrate the personal work that they're so dedicated to that led them to be in such presence you know, through every moment so intentionally that they didn't have that usual, oh, it went so fast, like it just flew by, what happened? They were so there and present that that wasn't even a thing. Celebrating how they created a vision for the relationship that was reflected so beautifully throughout and celebrating how they were and continue to be a source of inspiration. I saw. I was there. I was at. I was at this wedding, so I got to witness this all firsthand. Um, what an inspiration they were to their friends, family, and me and my husband Rich. So, I invite you to listen. Listen how they navigated the codes. You know the the wiring that. Uh, we all have from early on around weddings, from our families, from our culture, how it's supposed to be, how to do it right, and how to navigate all of that, and how they rewrote those codes through a lot of work, a lot of painful interactions and conversations and ones they wouldn't trade for the world, and doing all that to create a wedding that they can really call their own and really something that they created a vision for and manifested. And when I say they followed the expanded definition of mothering, as I talk about and re write the mother code? I'm not kidding, because they truly did conceive, create and give birth to a ceremony and celebration that I know they're very proud parents of. And now they get to mother this beautiful relationship and this vision that they experienced, you know, through all of those efforts and bring it into their life together. Okay, so enough from me. Uh, Let's hear from them. welcome Connor and Helena McCann. I think I actually didn't talk to you. Did you take Connor's last name?
1: I'm not taking it formally. Like I'm not changing it, but we're totally the McCann's. If we have (laughs) kids, they will be the McCann's, but I'm not formally changing it No.
0: All right. Well, I love that. And I'm just, I can't even tell you, I'm, I'm actually tearing up Already. I I knew this might happen during this time with the two of you um, to have this opportunity to be with the two of you at this like super important. I know. (laughs) Okay, it's all good. It's all good because, you know, you're just on the other side of a, a huge event, your wedding. Right. But there's that was the culmination of so much work and consciousness and, you know, so many things. And it's what I want us to be able to focus on today, kind of the, you know, a celebration of it. I got to be there. So I can personally attest to it being, and I'll say this because, you know, my daughter hasn't had a wedding yet. So the best wedding I've ever been to. And some people may (laughs) hear that. (laughs) Some people may hear that certain ways like, Oh, it must've been like a great party. And yes, it was all of that. Like it was all the typical things that you, would, you know, hope for in a like great quote unquote wedding, but it had such deeper layers to it. And that's so much more of what, you know, I'm hoping we talk about today is the depth of the celebration and what the two of you exuded and reflected and gave, you know, in this celebration to anyone who was there. So I just want to kick it off, like not, you know, too structured, but just give the two of you space to kind of go into if we were in celebration mode, and and yes, I will tie it to you know mother code, how you mothered yourself, you know through this process, and so I'll I'll probably tie it to that periodically. But mothering, a big part of mothering yourself is celebrating. Honestly, like it's and it's one that's so overlooked and so minimized, but such a huge source of nourishment. So thank you for being here, and I'm going to turn it over to you to celebrate a little bit.
1: Well, thank you so much, Gertrude, and it. Was the best celebration and the best. I mean, we had so many conversations. Like, I honestly don't even know where to start. There's just so many pathways and things to talk about and so much to cover. So, I hope we do it a little bit of justice today. So, just a little bit of background like, we were engaged for two and a half years and then we rescheduled our wedding due to COVID. So, we ended up waiting an extra year. So, all in it was two and a half years from engagement to when we actually got married and so much happened in that time frame but one of the things that Connor and I talked about a lot especially in like the 3 months leading up to the wedding was like lowering our expectations like don't get too excited like there it's covid we've rescheduled we've had to replan we're only really going to have 75 to 80% of the wedding that we imagined or that we wanted to have and at the end of the day on the day of when we were talking about it after the wedding we were like we had a hundred and ten percent of the wedding that oh we imagined God. like it felt like on every level like you said the things that are normal you would expect like food music guests the design flowers like all the normal beautiful things. venue yes, they yep. were amazing but I really think it was all the preparation, all the partnership, all the support, like just everything kind of magically coming together. Mm exactly at the right time in the right way with us, I think really leading the day emotionally and physically and just with our beingness more than anything, because at that point, like the doing was over, the decisions were made and all we could really do was be together and choose to have fun and enjoy. And I think that's what really Mm. sent it like completely over the top. And it was, I mean, I don't think there's one thing I would change. about the day. And we had, you know, I know you've been on the journey with us. Like we had Mm -hmm. so many difficult conversations leading up. So it was really hard. Like we had to replan the entire wedding in the last three months. There was fights with our families, with each other, with, I mean, it's just, it's kind of an incubator in a lot of ways. And I kept saying over and over again on the night of like, It was all worth it. The worry, the stress, the anxiety, the fights, the difficult conversations, the replanning, the planning would do it again for the result that we ended up with. It was just, it was the best day ever. And I really felt like it was a reflection of us and our partnership. For everyone yeah. who's there and beyond, a, so
0: totally, and your values yeah, would, and what you've you know established as a vision for your couple, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But yeah, go ahead. That was beautiful, Elena. Thank you, Kyle. I
2: totally well. And the other thing that became so cool, so like we knew we when we got engaged, we talked about wanting to have a longer engagement. We knew we didn't want to have a short one. We knew we didn't want to turn around and get married in like six months. We wanted to have like a longer period of time. And this was a lot longer than that, right? Like when we extended <laughs> it by a year, you know, I, I, it was almost like a more than a year and a half initial engagement became like almost, you know, a two and a half, almost three year engagement. And I wouldn't like during the process, I would have said as, a, as like the groom, I would have said, can I curse on this podcast? Yes. Yes, you can. Is that allowed? I would have said allowed." Yeah, like, fuck this. I would have said absolutely no way would I want this coming out the other side. Every single day was worth it. Like I've just never had an experience in my life where I've gotten a return from every single day's worth of effort that we put into our wedding. And like, I had a journey like as the groom, you know, that's like an untalked about piece of weddings, like that you don't really hear about, but like, you know, we came out of the gate and I was going to be like, just as involved as the bride. I was going to have like an obsession with the details. I was going to care. I was going to know all this stuff. I'm I'm still super proud of wanting that at that point, but it was naive, like in a really appropriate way. It was really naive. And, you know, like we had, you know, this, I'll just say it for the purposes of like why we're here, but like a year and a half or a little less than that, but several months after we were engaged, I realized I was going down a path that was really disruptive to like Our families. I wasn't respecting my relationship with my parents. I was disrespecting your relationship, Helena, with your parents by being involved in the way that I was. Like, being involved is great. I'm proud of the way that I was, but the way that I was being obsessed with the details was way, way too much. And I apologized to- Um, Mark and Jack for the way that I had been and I wanted to change it in the final three months before when we were initially supposed to be married. Then we extended and I had a full do-over, like a full do-over from the very beginning. And it became more and more of a do-over because Helena had to completely replan everything when our vendors started to pull out because of COVID. And so I got to be the guy that I wanted to be, Mm, like, like better. And My relationship with Mark is way better as a result. It drove me to focus on my relationship with my parents leading up. I think it allowed me to sweat the details that were important to me, which I will say to like, you know, guys out there, the the promotion I would make, sweat the details, put in the work, be the guy. I was the guy with you every single night. How are you feeling? What's going on? What are you worried about? What are you excited about? Then you would turn it around in the final like eight weeks before we got married. Every single night, you would interview me and say, "What are you most excited about with our wedding?" Mm-hmm. Every and without fail, over dinner, mm-hmm. over you know whatever, every night, and that's beautiful. It really, it's it laid out a cool platform for us to be able to know where each other was at, and then when it was happening on the day. It was so cool. Like how many times did we look at each other and say, oh my God, we're doing what we had talked about over all those dinners. Like I remember I pulled you over between tables when we went around to each table and said, hello. And I said, we're doing it. The thing that we've been talking about being so excited about for weeks, we're doing it right now. And you just looked at me and you just went, like just, (laughs) just like hissing with excitement. And that's what I'm really grateful for. Like all those, you know, it's not always fun to answer that question every single night for eight weeks. What am I most excited about? Like sometimes I'm tired from work or I just don't want to talk about it. And I'm glad that I did, or else I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it on the day with you as much. Yeah. So but we put in a lot of sweat, which I'm really, yeah. really proud of.
1: And to that same point, I think all the preparation, everyone always says, Oh my gosh, the day goes by so fast. Yeah. yeah. Step back, take a moment to take it in. Yes the day went by fast but we even said at the end like we got back to our hotel room on the night of the wedding and we're like we couldn't have done another hour of that. Like no. it was exactly perfect. We felt like we were conscious enough of what of what was happening. We were enjoying each other. We were enjoying our guests. We took our step back probably half a dozen times throughout the evening to say, look, take it in, take our minute and kiss, enjoy one another. And like, I just felt like to your point, all the preparation, just the emotional preparation gave us the result that we were really, we felt it and we were able to just savor it and be in it in a way that I'm not saying is like better than anybody else, but I, I feel like all you hear about weddings is it goes by so fast. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And I don't feel like we missed it. I felt no. like we we really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, something I'll underline that was so beautiful. And I, I know I don't really have to say anything. I could just have you guys keep going in. A, you will in a moment, but I want to underline a couple of things, which you haven't used the word yet. And I want to use it, which is presence. And maybe, maybe you said it, but I really want to underline that doesn't just happen. Right. Like when you say I put in the work, I put in the sweat, like, you know, you two have been engaged in rigorous, in-depth personal work for each of you individually. You know, you added couples coaching, you know, you added some things in there too. You know, support you in this aspect of your journey, but you two have been so dedicated to your personal paths, and I just would love for you to speak to that a little bit, just so you know people can kind of get a sense of what that is.
2: Well, I'll kind of, I'll kind of start yeah. with this. yeah. So, like a long time ago, we decided that we would each have our own lives. Right. Like our lives wouldn't be each other in our marriage and our family. Like we would each, like I would have a life as Connor, you would have a life as Helena, and we would have a life together. There would be sort of three things going on at all times. And like I have certain things that I do to take care of myself and to make myself better. And Helena has a lot of things. I mean, we both have a lot of things, right? And they're almost like in some ways they're very similar. In other ways, they're very different. Like, you know, I see a coach, I'm a part of a men's group. We we talk to you, Gertrude. We're joining a couples group that Gertrude leads like that you lead Gertrude. And I also do a lot of things like for my health and fitness and wellness that are important to me and specific to me. And like, I have a lot of goals like that are, I don't want to say separate from you, but they, in some ways they don't have anything to do with you that allows me to be focused on me. And we carried that through our entire engagement as well. And like, I think it really came to a point at the actual wedding and I'll let you speak to kind of your side but I had like certain things that I was going for like on our actual wedding day like mm-hmm. I knew that I if I wanted to laugh as much as I possibly could and I wanted to cry as much as I possibly could on the actual day and those were the two things I was the most focused on and I knew that if I did those things the day would be the absolute best day possibly could and the rest would take care of itself as long as I took care of me in that way well, we I'm just going to interrupt
0: there real quick. Yeah. Like that is so unique. All right. Here's, yeah. you know, I, I see a picture of it. Here's this guy's guy saying, you know, the, the my, one of the things I want most in my wedding, I'm going to cry again, is to have my feelings, right? Like, yeah. I, I just want to know yeah. side Side note, but highlight at the same time that that isn't in the usual wedding prep checklist, right? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I want to yeah. obviously, you know, advocate for it. And you're a living example of just how, what that brought to you and the day. Yeah. So keep going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. And I could talk a lot about that, but but I appreciate the acknowledgement. And like, we had goals together. And what was really cool is like, I'm normally the person in our relationship to sort of pick out like the the checklist items, right? Like, if we do this, then we've done a good job. What we came to was like a couple things on the day that we really wanted is we would never spend more than 15 minutes apart without touching each other, checking in or saying hi, or 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 being right next to each other. And we would take, we never really set a number around it, but we would take several opportunities to like sort of stand outside of our wedding and take in what was happening and take in our guests and take in the event and things like that. And sort of take like a lot of mental snapshots. And we did those things really, really well. And it brought us really, really close together. I'm not sure if you want to say anything else about that too.
1: I know. I think you, that's very true. Yeah. And I don't think we would have, to Gertrude's point, I don't think we would have been able to do that if we hadn't, had not both been so committed to our own, yeah. our own journeys. And similarly to Connor. Yeah, absolutely. Gertrude. I am very committed to my own path and I have things that I do outside of Connor, and then things that we do together, like seeing you, I'm in a a personal growth and development group as well. And I think for me, specifically as it relates to the wedding journey, which is kind of just a microcosm for my entire life, also something I was really working on, especially towards the end, was just being myself. And as a young woman, I think getting married in 2020, 2021, there's a lot. I'm a millennial, so I think there's just a lot wrapped up in what other people think and being a certain way or looking in a certain way and things appearing a certain way. And I'm not immune to any of that. I historically have really struggled with what other people think, how I'm appearing to other people, what things look like, how, just a lot of like kind of external focus. And that's something that I've really worked on and have been conscious to for the last several years. And as we've said several times already, a two and a half year engagement's really long. So I have changed a lot. My friendships had changed a lot. My taste had changed. The things I like to spend time on had changed. Even just from when we originally started planning our wedding to the final result. And the entire process really for me was like, what do you want? And at the end of the day, is it going to be about what other people want? Or is it going to be about what I want and what's important to me? And I think I finally got there at the end, but it wasn't without a lot of just self-reflection and like really tough conversations and getting a lot of support from other people. I'm sure we could spend an entire other conversation talking about just planning a wedding during COVID and the feelings and Thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. that that brings up—it's it, that was difficult in and of itself. And at the end of the day, choosing to say no, this is about our couple, this is about us, and this is about values that we want to promote beyond what is just happening, kind of in the world. And we we focused on love and togetherness, and I think those things really permeated throughout the day. But it wasn't without a lot of coaching and support from people just even for me outside of our couple. Like I had to really look at that for myself and what that meant for me in order to then bring it into our
2: couple. And can I talk a little bit more about like the, like your journey and just like being a part of it with So like, you were so, we were engaged when you were 25. Yeah. Like that's that's a whole life phase among people in our generation that like can't be understated. Like the amount of attention that you had on you as a fiance, as a soon to be bride in social media and with changing friend groups, like you had so much that you were up against personally and that you faced head on. And I don't think it can be like understated You leaned into that uncomfortable conversation of what will my friends think? Do I want these friends here? Do I want these friends here? I want to invite them. If I invite them, how will I feel if they say no? What does it mean if they say no? How do I feel about myself? You asked all of those tough questions consistently. And there would be nights when we would go to bed and you would be so viscerally upset. And we like came out the other side and like, you know, we don't look back on it like, oh, screw those friends. Like, I don't need them. That's never been where you've come from. It's always been, I am upset. I am changing and I am okay. And here's the bride I'm going to be. Yeah. And like, I just don't, I, 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 I can't, say it enough, like how much of a, of like a, a privilege it was to be your fiance, having you go through that and being supportive to you because every night you leaned into tough conversations
1: on so many levels, like with friends with, oh my gosh, Gertrude, I'm just laughing because there's so many, like we could have an entire conversation about Alcohol in our wedding, oh serving gosh. alcohol in our wedding. What that serving journey it, was serving. like.
0: Sure, sure. You can you can um, name it just to to name it. And well,
1: yeah. It is well, up. um, just for those, I mean, listening, Connor and I both don't drink, and that's a conscious choice that we've made both individually and as a couple. And we went from we're absolutely not serving alcohol at our wedding, which for me, I think was trying to control the outcome, trying to control other people, which wasn't coming from a place of like love and acceptance at all. And then to completely coming out the other side of like, we just want to have a good time and people will do what they do. We can't control anything. We can't control how much people drink. We can't control COVID. We can't control people wear masks. If they don't wear masks like it was all just an exercise in letting go of control and I ended up a lot more satisfied when I finally just let it go but that's a
2: whole whole, but but I want to talk about that real quick like letting it go completely I think for me when I've seen other people do that from the outside looking in is easy it's really unsatisfying and it's easy to just say oh never mind I'll just throw out all my values and just do the thing that's easier there were what, five dozen stages between oh, everything like, was no, like, no alcohol yeah. and a basically open bar that at every single new stage, we questioned it. Yeah. Why? Why do we want this? What does this do? What does this do for us? What does this do for our guests? What does this do for our parents? What does this do for all the people who are involved? And inching along, like in a certain right, it was like torture, but it was beautiful torture. Like we really like put ourselves like through this really the crucible Like a crucible of it, yeah.
0: Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish, it's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider. You know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat. Getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you. Using everything around us: the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it. You know, we really bring it and. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good. Now, this is a great example when you were sharing about the what the the sweat, the work. Right.
2: Yeah. It isn't
0: just yeah. kind of trying to get that anxiety over with or you know, pushing that aside and doing something that oh, you know, kind of throw our hands up in the air, but continuing to wrestle with it. And then even when you think you got to something, allowing a next nudge or something, you know, to come up and, and to keep diving into it. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think that's it- the thing I'm like most proud of, like in our entire engagement. Yeah. Like even like I'll just I'll yeah. say one more thing, like about like the COVID like conversation. Sure. So, like, that's the other thing that's been crazy is over the past year, COVID has just, it's been a living, breathing conversation that has a totally different impact 12 months later than it did at the very beginning. In every conversation, your parents were incredible. Like, they were so good at having that conversation. They were willing to go down every path. Like, they were almost fun to talk to about it because they were willing to go down each path. My parents really weren't the same. Every time we would start the COVID conversation, five minutes later, they would just say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And after a while, it was like, let's lean in. Like, let's really, and I, and we would literally say to both of them, like, breathe, it's going to be okay. We're going to get to the end of this, but we, I really want to, and we have to kind of think this through and really sweat the details of how do people feel? How do we feel? What does this mean? What's the practicality of this? What's the drama? Is the drama real? Is it, you know, all the different stuff. And and those conversations nightly were so, so important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Very
1: well said. Yeah. It was not easy, no. but yeah. it definitely created a result that we were super proud of yeah. and was really fun for us. Oh, and that was the other thing, going back to your question that I was saying that you were asking about our personal journeys, uh-huh. like back to the not being a non-drinker, I, I like Connor said, we got engaged when I was 25. I'm 28 now. And I've been not drinking for almost five years. So that's been a, a journey in my mid twenties separate. And then to throw being a bride and getting engaged and all that comes with that kind of like in like parallel. Sure. Um, it's been a, a really interesting crucible to use that word, if you mm-hmm. will, for the last several years. And what that has looked like for me is like, I used to think like my entire idea of having fun was tied to drinking. So I had to really look at like, what is fun? Like, is my wedding going to be fun? Am I going to have fun? Like oh, just this idea great. of fun yes. was very yes, yes. convoluted for me personally. I think Connor a little bit of a different relationship to it, but I'll speak for myself. And I just made it my mission I'm going to have the most fun at my wedding of anybody there. And Gertrude, you were there. You've seen the pictures. I think, um, I think mission accomplished 110%. Uh, Yeah, 110%. But that was like a huge breakthrough for me Yeah. around just like, I can be fun and I can be myself and I don't need alcohol. And I don't need it to be like picture perfect, Instagram worthy, millennial pink, like whatever you want to like, put around it but I can just show up and be myself on the altar of the church smiling waving at my guests just having being myself and having fun and it just felt so true and authentic in a way that I think I'm still unpacking and I think will probably be a touchstone for me for the rest of my life like this is possible and this is what this feels like but that was like a huge personal win for me
2: yeah
1: and I did I had the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. It was,
2: it was the best one well, just to like talk, like the other the cool thing that's been fun is you said on the day and every day after that it's the most you you've yeah. ever felt the most yourself, the most in your own skin you've ever felt ever. I just think, I think that's a big victory and a big learn. Yeah. And I, and, and I'll say like, for me, you know, I don't think I, like you said, I don't think I have as much of the identity with alcohol because I didn't, I just have a different upbringing around alcohol. But like I had felt very, very like empty throughout this entire engagement, right? Like mm. as a man who doesn't drink, who's lost a ton of weight, who doesn't do a lot of the same things that he used to for fun, I had started to feel very like, like, like an empty canvas. Mm. Like I don't really know what I like or what I want in a lot of ways. And I was, and I've become like increasingly okay with it. It's actually a really cool way to live life just being in that question, but like the day was such a victory because it was just fun to say, rather than like, I know I need to do this to have fun. We knew that the day was what we wanted it to be. And so when we were having fun, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is fun. This is so cool. Like fun is being had right here. This is great. And it would come, we have it on film
0: and we have it on camera. We have it recorded so we can remind you of for sure. Yes.
2: And it would literally come up at like the strangest times when we were having like the most fun, like I cannot tell you how much fun I had carrying your bouquet and your dress around for our pictures. And people would be like, so this is the rest of your life, huh? And I go, yep. Like, it was just so funny to have people like giving me crap while, while doing that. And I just thought that was hysterical. So like, it I love was fun. It. Yeah. yeah. It was so- yeah,
0: and I—I I mean, I saw you at all these points, right? Like, kind of the in-between times, right? There's the when you're on stage, or like, but even being on the altar, that can be very tense, and you know, you don't see a lot of couples actually smile. Like, it's stiff. I've seen a lot of stiff couples <laughs> at the altar, but you—you you two totally relaxed into that. But then there were the in-between times, the like getting the family together for pictures. Like, I happened to. Yeah have like a side view of and this walking around that you're talking about. But I would say if you weren't laughing, you were engaged with each other in some way there wasn't that like, Oh God, now we got to go take pictures, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, these, these, like, Wait, go we check this the off the list. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Can we
2: talk about the altar really quick? Cause that was probably the most unexpected fun we had the entire day. Oh, yeah. wow. Like that was so, cause well, we've talked about this, but I was so nervous. I was just so nervous. Like being up there, you know, we didn't have like insanely difficult vows or anything. Like it's, it's pretty, you know, regimented in the Catholic mass, but like, I was just super nervous. And when I saw you coming down the aisle, I was like, like, I literally had the dumbest look on my face in our pictures. of just like, Oh my God, she's, she's so beautiful. Like <laughs> literally like, like stopped being human Yeah. For a second, like No,
0: I saw your uh, face the minute you, well, the minute the door opened and I actually took a picture like, yeah. of you instead of her. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, this is a face to capture. It was, <laughs> yes. it was
2: beautiful. But like, but then I get you. And I, and like, there's a picture of me going down little steps and I'm just like, okay, I got to get her. Like, and then I get you and we go up to the altar and you and I were like giddy school kids. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I have just, it was so fun just being up there we would look at each other, like in the middle of the priest talking and be like, we're
1: here, we made it like, oh my gosh. And, it and was, that was, and that was so not pre-planned. No, like we, no, I, I, I will no. say if there was one area that we didn't really talk like vision for it, we weren't like, this is how we want to be at the mass. Yeah. Like we did not oh, talk about yeah. that. So I thought it was really cool that I I feel like we both really just leaned into the spirit of what was going on. And our priest was amazing. And we got married at the church I grew up in. So it was certainly comfortable for me at at a certain level where I I kind of felt like I could really be myself. But I also chose that too. Mm -hmm. Like I've sat through a million masses in my lifetime, and they can be very somber, serious or whatever. And We were just like, I think there was so much excitement around the postponement, and like, finally, we're getting married that we just leaned into like, finally, we're getting married, and we're gonna be excited, and we're not gonna hide how excited we are, and we're not gonna hide how much we're enjoying being with one another. And I think that really set the tone for the rest of the night. I can't tell you how many people commented on us being up on the altar and like the faces I was making and how we were. It was it was really cool to have like I really felt like people were with us and we weren't just like separate the couple up on the altar. Like I felt like we were really with our guests and like really in the experience, which was so cool. I think I'll I'll use that
0: point to underline something that I think is showing up all over the place here is, you know, and I'll relate this to, rewriting the mother code around our wiring, you know, so we're wired from our upbringings, like you guys were talking about, you know, how a wedding should be right or how we should be as a couple and an engagement, you know, all of that you touched on so beautifully. And then our culture, millennium culture and how, you know, what's, how is this supposed to be and do it right. And, but then you just brought up the, the church culture, right. And mistaken beliefs we have there that that one just stood out. Like, you know, it's only, you know, church is supposed to be somber and serious And I think we've, you know, learned another thing we've been on pilgrimages together and in some environments that really have busted that up that I think, uh, helped create that opening. But, you know, you guys chose to know that spirit is spirit, right. From that perspective and, you know, to stifle your emotions or to stifle the energy and aliveness and, you know, those principles that were flowing so beautifully would have they like that would have been a, a sin, I, you know, not really, you know what I mean? Uh, but I yeah. think so. Right. Totally. I think it would like, this was, this was authentic and genuine and, and, um, and I, yeah, I hadn't thought of it before, but like spirit was flowing. Right. And well, your I, whole I, wedding, I if I were I to say, is spirits about. flowing without spirit, you know, like, and that's, I think sometimes where alcohol steps in because we're all so yearning for that spirit and I'm going to probably cry again, but you know, that's what I felt like you exuded, reflected, you know, and gave and got infused and intoxicated to use that word, everyone that was there, you know, cause there was yeah. just that raw energy. That's so, so beautifully
2: you? said, Richard. And Yeah. Thank you. That- well, I just want to say one thing about it too, because you're bringing up like, again, as you're saying all this stuff as both like, you know, you're so many different things to us, Gertrude, like you're someone who knows us so well. You're someone who was there. You're, you're you know, a more knowledgeable other in so many areas that we're talking about, but like everything that you're reflecting back, I'm thinking about, well, what we actually created a lot of that. So like, <laughs> yeah, the other thing that we did is in at least the eight weeks leading up, probably 12 or more, we were constantly telling our bridal party, our parents, our, our like friends, our siblings, like this whole weekend, this whole event, this whole day is about us at the church and being up at the altar and specifically Helena walking down the aisle. Like we wanted everyone who was close to us pointed at that moment. We wanted everyone really pointed at that. Like we would literally have conversations talking about the details of the reception or talking about like different logistics. And we would say, and remember, the most important thing is pointing us at this. This is what a wedding is, is us being up at the altar, making a covenant before God with all of these people witnessing it, all of these people that are important to us witnessing it. And I felt that, like I felt all of our guests, our bridal party, our parents like really looking at us, like they knew how important this was to us. It didn't have to be important to them necessarily, which is, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has their own spiritual journey, but like they knew it was important to us. So people were there and they were ready and they were looking at us. And like, I felt really energized by our yeah. people, by our guests. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Well, I want to add on here now that we've, we're only scratching the surface. I'm, I'm not going to pretend yeah. we've, we've just, completed a celebration by any means. And something that is going to be so important is that you keep Just like, I don't know if, you know, uh, you did before the wedding, what's the thing you most want now? What's a, you know, what do we want to underline tonight? Or, you know, there might be a way you guys, uh, the way you're going to keep that going, but you had a honeymoon and you've transitioned back to your like regular life. Right. So I think you both touched on this, right? Like this, our our wedding day and, and uh, I want to underline, you know, you set a vision for that so beautifully. And now that's a vision for how we want to be right? Well, that's a touchstone we have that we can keep going back to, like, are we living into, because there's the covenant you articulated, you know, or the words you said, but it was how you lived that whole experience that is really your covenant to each other. And, you know, this isn't like a test or anything, but what have you noticed since, you know, the, the weekend and, and, uh, I've been a little bit in touch with you, but not much to know uh, what that's been like, what it's been like for you.
1: Well, I think one of my biggest takeaways from this entire last two and a half year process is that like, it's not just the day, like it is the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really became clear to me even probably before we postponed, like just just Remembering that, yes, the wedding is one day and it will be amazing, but like the richness and the the moments in between and the journey is really what was special. I think mm. at least for me, and I, I know we've talked about this too, Connor. And I think that's the lesson for me to really take forward in my life and in our marriage and in yeah. our couple Beautiful. and like a perfect example of that, just like, no, we talked about this, but like we get to our honeymoon We were, like, so beat up just coming off of the wedding. Like, my feet were numb from dancing in four-inch heels the entire night. Like, I couldn't walk the first two days we got to Mexico. Like, we were just a mess. And then I got, like, traveler's dysentery. I was, like, throwing up. Like, we just... I was a complete mess in Mexico. And I think Helena three years ago would have been like, oh my gosh, our honeymoon is ruined. Like, and we were just like, so fine with it. We were like, you know, like it's the journey. We had a great wedding. Like we'll come back to Mexico. This is a great place to heal. The sun's shining, the water is beautiful. Like, We're exactly where we're supposed to be. And I think that perspective and that choosing and the ability to just have the authority over my own life and over my own thoughts and choices to just say like, no, I'm okay. This is fine. It doesn't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. Yes, we had wonderful dinners. And yes, there were moments that were great too. Mm -hmm. And the bad didn't over, like, it was, it was perfect. We had a great honeymoon. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, it was awful. Like Well, again, it
0: wasn't wasn't that like picture, like what our, you know, our culture or beliefs, you know, myths that we have about that, right? It was real. It was like, you know, this was physically, emotionally, and, and that you saw it as just a gift and a space for you to be in to
2: I mean, we were, ma- we were very married. Like yeah. married isn't just like, well, well, I'll say like the, the, at least marriage to me, isn't just like a fairy tale. I never want it to be that, you know, right. and, like we were on, so like Helena's is not feeling well. I was feel I was feeling mostly physically fine. I actually had uh you know, honeymoon is where you're supposed to be like super intimate. And I had like a huge blister on my lip that was like gruesome oh. and really rough. And like, that was, <laughs> That was, you know, oh, man. out goes the fairy tale at that point, right? Like, literally <laughs> like a goblin and, and like, <laughs> there it goes. So, uh, no, but like, you know, I've, I've always been a really, really good caretaker. Right. And, and, you know, I'm, Right. make in sickness and in health with health was never going to be a hard one for me. Like I will right. always be able to take care of you all. It's always a strength of mine where I don't do a good job is always taking care of myself. And so on the honeymoon, I'm taking care of you doing a really good job. Your feet, you're being wonderful and you're starting to come out of it a little bit and we're trying to figure out what we want to do. You know, we had, I'll, I'll save the details, but I was being kind of a jerk. I was being like, kind of just like standoffish, kind of short, kind of curt. I was frustrated that we were like starting to transition into doing something. And I just was like, let's go. And anyway, so we're sitting at this like beautiful cenote in Mexico. Ah, And like, I'm just being like having like a little bit of like a pout. Fest at you. And like, I want to make you pay. I want to be a jerk to you. I want to hurt your feelings, blah, 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 all that na- nasty stuff. And I also realized I wanted to fight. Like I wanted to like have a mm. fight with you. I wanted to like feel some like energy with you and have you push back at me because I had been missing you when you yeah. weren't feeling well. Like I had been mm. wanting like a really full you and we thought, and it was wonderful. And you straightened me out and like, you know, you basically like said, you know, it was just great. It was, I can, it doesn't even matter what you said. Like I wanted like intimacy with you in that way. And the rest of our honeymoon was like awesome. Like not to say that the first part wasn't awesome. It was just a different kind of awesome because we weren't feeling well. (laughs) Like, uh, And then the second half was just like, so awesome. And the whole rest of the honeymoon, I was like, I'm so happy we had that fight. Like, I'm so happy you straightened me out. Like I needed that. And it was was cool.
0: That's another huge myth rule breaker, right? Well, fighting on your honeymoon, what? You know, but, and I know you're not giving details, but it's clear that you, you could even see yourself and some things that were happening. Helena steps in, you know, engages fully with you and you... But the, the main point to underline is you took it to resolution, right? Like you stayed in yeah. it um, until yeah. you were both satisfied, which is yeah. you know, really big,
2: really big. It's super fun, right? Like after that, we had we were like energized and ready to go that was cool.
1: And then even to add totally. And that was so needed on the honeymoon. And then to even further answer your question, Gertrude, like there is this like fear coming back, like, okay, we just spent two and a half years of our lives, which is a long time engaged planning a wedding. And now it's kind of like, okay, what, like what now, what next? So I know I'm really just trying to give myself grace and, see kind of what emerges and what sure. i don't know what our next project we had so much fun engaging fighting partnering around the project that was our wedding i don't know mm-hmm. what our next version of that looks
2: like just yet okay talk about that really yeah because i just, like i think we have felt super sad mm-hmm. since our day yeah and there is like
0: yeah i just want to say
2: there's nothing wrong with that yeah. like it was such an absolutely like high climactic point that like, I'm I'm not someone who feels sad, like historically very well. Like I don't even know really what that, prior to a few years ago and doing like personal work, I didn't even know what sadness really was. But like, like we have felt super sad because we don't have this amazing, amazing day to look forward to in the same way anymore. And it's, that's like fine. That's like so okay to feel sad. And now like, I love that you just said like, we'll see what our next project is. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we'll see what our next one is. Like, and that's like what we get to do forever, which is so cool.
0: cool. Well, your marriage is a, is a project, but having these, you know, milestones or, you know, more immediate, uh, things to focus on. Right. Uh, but your, your life together is your, is your project and you just moved to a new state, new city, you know, in, in the last six months. So that's a project of your creating your home now, you know, as a married couple officially so we can you know, name that, but you get to just now be and kind of, you know, do we want to name something specific? And, and I love, cause you have a lot of support already, you know, wasn't like, oh, we're going to like get all the support and then we'll get married and then happily ever after you know, and yeah, you're yeah. both very aware that it's going to keep taking work and keep taking consciousness and you set up to join a couples group you know, it's the right foundation that Rich and I lead. So we're super happy. We fought to make sure you got in our group and
2: <laughs> we're so excited. Really.
0: Yeah. And just to, you know, be with other couples in this journey um is such a beautiful thing. And that you are, you've had that planned before the wedding, right? We're going to, that'll be something, you know, that we know will support us. And those are, you know, really big choices and decisions kind of, because there might be a part that wants to kind of like let down, like, gosh, you know, like, let's just take a break or not. But, you know, using this momentum that the two of you have using, you know, this space to both be tender and just allow and not feel like you have to jump into some big doing, but that your being project is going to keep going. And, uh, well, I know I'm,
1: yeah, Well, that's something that, I was just going to say too, like, I think that's been a, a huge takeaway for me, like the getting sick on the honeymoon, like the getting sick when we got home back to Tennessee like, I'm just like, wow, okay, the universe is telling me to slow down. Like I was doing, 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 planning, 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 stressing about the wedding for so many months that I think they're just like, stop, just be yeah. for a minute and see how you feel. And that's where I'm trying to just kind of ground myself in that space a little bit. I don't know.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, totally. And we're also entering like this cool season of like, like I've I've been saying this a lot. I'm not sure if I've gotten you totally sold on it yet, but we'll get there. It's a campaign. (laughs) Uh, We're sort of entering like this season of like, thank you. Right. Mm. Like, like, yeah, there's like, like, and I thought of it when we, when we first started talking about like, thank you cards, right? Like you write thank you cards after your wedding, obviously to all the people that sent you gifts and beyond. And I was just like, you know, I feel really energized by wanting to tell people, Thank you. Rather than just doing the customary thank you things, like what would it look like if we entered this season of thank you in our lives, and we just said this is a time when we're just thanking and being grateful and telling people what they mean to us, because they have everyone on this journey with us has meant so so much to us, and we've thought about them so so much, and they showed up so beautifully on our day. So yeah, that's just Uh, that's like the uh, next phase we're kind of entering into a little bit.
0: No, I love that, and I love how you're being with it, right? Because that could be another thing that can just feel like oh oh that tap. We have to do, you know, afterwards, and and that. But the, you know, that's part of your vision of connecting and, you know, being present. Uh, that I think yeah. is so beautiful. Oh, well, I want to keep going, and I'm hoping that <laughs> you would consider coming back on at some point. I think uh,
1: we, I think we've. You want to be thing Is that there's probably lots of areas
0: we can further go into. Yeah, 100%. Well, I, I can't thank the two of you enough certainly for today and taking time to hop on and be together in this perspective but just overall you know I, what i love about you know this journey together is so it's so mutual you know i feel like you know you've inspired rich and myself and you know it's been so you know both ways and uh it, you know certainly an honor and privilege mm-hmm. to support you to any way i can and that we can but you know to know that it's it's certainly i, I have felt just as much in return and so oh. um,
1: yeah we would not be here. Here without you and rich so yep. it would you. not have
2: been, it would not have been nearly as much of a fun exciting engaging past two and a half years at least without you and rich you guys well, made us a, better yeah
0: for sure yeah. that's a i'm taking that in <sighs> yeah we have to breathe that one in that's big that's just so huge and it means a ton to me thank you so much so mm-hmm. so much all right Well, we'll close for now, uh, but we'll be back to a new installment with The McCanns.
2: (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. woohoo!
0: If you like what you hear in this podcast, and of course I hope you do, I'm excited to share that my next Mother Code Mastermind is coming up, launching on June 7th. The Mastermind is an immersive six-week exploration into rewriting your Mother Code. You'll be supported by not only me, but a group of extraordinary women, each on her own journey towards self-love, self-prioritization, and self-fulfillment. The Mother Code Mastermind, each one is unique because of the women who come, but it's designed to give you the guidance and tools you need to nurture yourself first, no matter where you are in your life or on your mothering continuum and journey. And be prepared to disrupt everything you've ever believed about the word mother. And own it for your own expansion and empowerment. I hope you sign up. And you can do so at slash mastermind. And the link is also in the show notes. I really hope to see you there. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.